Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about increasing left-wing extremism, including political violence. Now, as you may or may not have heard on Saturday, there was an attack on an ICE facility. As Fox News reports, quote, police in Washington state say an armed man was shot and killed early Saturday after trying to attack a local immigration and customs enforcement detention center. The Seattle Times reported that the unidentified man appeared outside of the Northwest Detention Center in Tacoma with a rifle and threw incendiary devices at both the facility and nearby propane tanks, at one point setting a vehicle on fire. Officers responded to the incident around 4 a.m. and called out to the man before shots were fired. It was not clear how many shots were fired or whether the man fired at police. Fox also reports that, quote, the four officers involved were placed on administrative leave in accordance with the department's policy. None of them were injured. I said in a statement that no employees were harmed nor involved in this tragic incident. The shooting took place hours after a rally in front of the detention center to protest planned mass deportation raids around the country. I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that, although it is a good thing that no one besides the attacker himself was injured in this incident, it's still shocking that it happened at all. As far as understanding what the motivation behind this could have possibly been, we need look no further than a document written by the attacker, what some people are calling his manifesto. The document is two pages, and I'm not going to read it in its entirety, A, because of length, and B, because screw that guy, but there are some passages that I think are especially important in understanding why this man acted the way that he did. As the manifesto states, quote, in these days of fascist hooligans preying on vulnerable people on our streets, in the name of the state or supported and defended by the state, in these days of highly profitable detention and concentration camps and a battle over the semantics, in these days of hopelessness, empty pursuit, and endless yearning, we are living in visible fascism ascendant. The attacker also wrote that, To my comrades, I regret that I will miss the rest of the revolution. Thank you for the honor of having been in your midst. My trans comrades have transformed me, solidifying my conviction that we will be guided to a dreamed-of future by those most marginalized among us today. I am Antifa. I stand with comrades around the world who act from the love of life in every permutation. Comrades who understand that freedom means real freedom for all and a life worth living. From those statements, it seems perfectly clear to me that this man was a far-left, perhaps anarchist, intent on committing political terrorism. And although I think it's obvious that this man was politically radicalized, I also think it's worth mentioning that there may have been personal issues working in tandem here that spurred this man to commit this attack. As the Seattle Times reports, Deb Bartley, a friend of the attackers for about 20 years, described him as an anarchist and anti-fascist, and she believes his attack on the detention center was intended to provoke a fatal conflict. He was ready to end it, Bartley said. I think this was a suicide. But then he was able to kind of do it in a way that spoke to his political beliefs. I know he went down there knowing he was going to die. If things were different and this attacker was just some random lone wolf extremist who was feeling depressed or maybe even suicidal, I wouldn't necessarily be making an entire video about it, right? Because I mean, mentally ill people exist and sometimes they do act out and their actions aren't always representative of broader political movements. One left-wing anarchist who was maybe going through mental health problems, choosing to carry out an act of violence, is not enough evidence to say that extremism is a problem for the left as a whole. 
I understand that. However, if you follow current events, you should know that this is not the first time, nor will it be the last time that Antifa has been tied to violence. We're not talking about some random one-off case here. By this point, we are talking about a continued pattern of the far left embracing political terrorism. Don't forget that just a few weeks ago, Antifa was caught on camera attacking and hospitalizing journalist Andy No. No, no! And what I find interesting about the ICE incident and Annie's assault is that the mainstream media really haven't given these stories that much coverage. I'm not saying that they haven't been reported on at all, because they have been, but if you think about it, way less than if, say, the targets or perpetrators of these attacks had been different. Can you imagine if Trump supporters were caught on camera assaulting a gay, non-white journalist who would then eventually have to be sent to the hospital because of a brain hemorrhage? There would be international outrage for weeks if not longer. Can you imagine if a Trump supporter had tried to firebomb a migrant detention facility? There would be headlines worldwide about how white supremacy is supposedly on the rise. And to anyone who thinks I'm being hyperbolic, Remember Covington Catholic? Nick Sandman, the 16-year-old, his grin at a Native American man was enough for people everywhere to accuse him of being racist, sexist, xenophobic, anti-Semitic, a literal fascist, and he wasn't even being violent. There is absolutely a double standard here, and even though the mainstream media, establishment politicians, and prominent left-wing figures seem keen to ignore it, the truth is that right now, Antifa represents the biggest threat of political extremism and violence that there is. They are a terrorist group, period. And to anyone who says, well, what about right-wing violence? All violence is bad. I am more than happy to condemn right-wing violence when it happens. I condemned what happened at Charlottesville. I condemned what happened in New Zealand. And that's the difference here. When right-wing extremists carry out acts of violence, the rest of the right unites to condemn them. When Charlottesville happened, President Trump said he condemned white supremacy and neo-Nazis. You may not think he did, because that's what the media tells you, but he did. But instead of taking this same approach of condemnation, with Antifa, by and large, the far left and establishment left just make excuses for them. For instance, they try to paint their victims, like Andy, as being literal fascists, which could not be further from the truth. As one popular tweet that I had the pleasure of coming across on my timeline read, I've always wondered how an alt-right grifter piece of crap like Andy No could come into being, and now I know. His family were fascist collaborators of the U.S. puppet regime during the Vietnam War, so no wonder he ended up faking injuries to advance the cause of fascism. And it's not just random Twitter users, the media is playing into this too. As an article in the Huffington Post reads, far-right extremists wanted blood in Portland streets. Once again, they got it. As Andy Campbell writes, a conservative writer was injured over the weekend at a rally in Portland, Oregon, kicking off a tidal wave of right-wing complaints about violence on the left. Injured at a rally seems like a suspiciously innocuous way to describe the footage that we all just saw, but please, 
carry on. But Saturday's violence wasn't an outlier. It was guaranteed. It's been happening on the same streets, hosted by the same far-right extremist groups on a regular basis since the election of President Donald Trump. Ah yes, even when the far left attacks a journalist, somehow it is still the right's fault. And now again with the ICE attacker, we see so many on the left making excuses for the violence. As Kim Kelly, a columnist for Teen Vogue writes, Frickin' Teen Vogue, why are you like this? Some of the reporting around the attacker's last stand has been inaccurate and biased in favor of ICE. He targeted the parking lot where the vehicles used to deport prisoners are kept, not the prison building itself. Make no mistake, this was an act of righteous sabotage. And unfortunately, if you search the hashtag of the attacker's name on social media, there is no shortage of activists defending his actions. One user, Victor Punch Nazis Lakata, tried to compare what the attacker did to right-wingers defending the Second Amendment. Right-wingers, guns are necessary to stop tyranny. Try to take my guns and I will shoot you, meaning cops specifically. When laws become unjust, the just break laws. Victor, I'm pretty sure the NRA doesn't threaten to shoot cops or advocate breaking laws. Just saying. Attacker attacks a government concentration camp. Right-wingers. That's terrorism. That dumpster fire of strawmanning aside, what we see here is a concerted effort to shift the Overton window left. For example, if the extreme right is over here and the extreme left over here, traditionally, acceptable political and social ideas, or the Overton window, has existed around here in the center. But right now, what the far left is trying to do is shift the Overton window toward where they are. You see, if Andy, who in reality is a moderate, is called far right or a conservative, then that means that actual conservatives must be literal Nazis. And if migrant detention facilities are actual concentration camps run by literal Nazis, then it is perfectly acceptable to use violence to attack them. Seriously, if you look at the people who are praising the ICE attacker, in their minds, he was trying to free people from a real-life concentration camp. We've spoken about this before on this show, but no, the US is not running concentration camps. You know, after the New Zealand shooting happened, there were actually people who were trying to blame it on Ben Shapiro for his inflammatory rhetoric. Do you think the media or any pundits are going to try to blame AOC for this attack because she's the one who put it into people's heads that America is actually running concentration camps? Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that AOC herself has caused any violence. Because she hasn't. But still, if Ben Shapiro's rhetoric is to be blamed for the New Zealand attack, then whose rhetoric should be blamed for the ICE attack? And that's what I'm trying to say with this whole video. Antifa is such a huge problem, not just because they're violent, but because so many people on the left refuse to condemn them or they just outright support them. There are far too many leftists out there who really do believe that violence against their political opponents is justified, if not necessary, because their political opponents are real-life Nazis who actually want to kill minorities and women and foreigners. This is an older video, but Riley Dennis, our dear old friend, sums up this mentality perfectly. Violence against you can be as simple as calling for your eradication. You can argue all day that words are not violence, but the Holocaust didn't pop up out of nowhere. So in terms of large-scale 
societal violence, fighting fascism is self-defense. It is violence, but it is violence meant to protect marginalized people. Now, violence against fascists and Nazis might be illegal, but what's legal is not always what's right. In these people's minds, Things like supporting Trump or conservatism in general are such dangerous ideologies akin to literal Nazism that they necessitate self-defense through violence. There are memes about this leftists genuinely believe that Antifa is fighting Nazis and that if you don't support that, that means you're sympathizing with Nazis. Evil Nazi. I want to kill millions of people because of their race, heritage, sexual orientation, and political views. Benevolent Antifa, I want to stop that guy by any means necessary, even by violence. Stupid centrist, I literally can't tell the difference. Antifa doesn't really go after actual genocide supporters. You know who they do have a huge problem with though? conservatives, centrists, and heck, even non-PC liberals. If you're Antifa, you are LARPing hard as hell if you think you're actually going after Nazis. If you've watched a few episodes of this show and there's been anything we've agreed on, make no mistake, these people would not hesitate to beat your face in because they hate your political beliefs. And in my opinion, it is just a matter of time before Antifa chooses to attack an armed conservative who will show them what self-defense actually means. But for their sake and for all of our sakes, I hope it doesn't get to that point. But that's pretty much all I have to say about this issue for now. And as always, I would love to know what you guys think. What is causing the spike in Antifa violence and what can we do to stop it? Let me know, but that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.